Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. U.S. consumer demand for organically produced goods has grown continuously since USDA implemented national standards for organic production and processing in 2002. Domestic production of many organic crops and livestock specialties has also increased during this period. The U.S. had under a million acres of certified organic farmland when Congress passed the Organic Food Production Act of 1990. By the time USDA implemented national organic standards in 2002, certified organic farmland had doubled and doubled again between 2002 and 2005. Between 2005 and 2011, certified organic pasture and rangeland fluctuated up and down, but certified organic cropland expanded nearly 80% to 3.1 million acres. Organic livestock sectors have grown even faster. Access to organic processing facilities is identified as the biggest perceived production barrier for many livestock producers to include organic livestock in the certification of their farms. Most processing facility managers surveyed also believe that certifying their plant organic will cost them time, money, and onerous bookkeeping above and beyond what they are tracking already for local, state, and federal markets. Both federal and state inspected plants can be certified organic. Montana is fairly unique in having both types of certified organic plants. And Brian, would you go first? Certainly. Tell us a little, just a little bit about the history of the operation. Yes, thanks, Margaret. Um, in 2004, we built this facility from the ground up. It used to be a horse pasture, and we started out at 1,000 square feet. We added 3,000 square feet later and now we're up to 8,000 square feet. And you're doing a lot of processed meats. A yes, lot we of are. smoked meats, and that, has that always been part of the operation? Um, we started smoking meats in 2004, and that was the first stuff we'd done on any bit of a production level. We'd always dabbled in it at home, wow. playing around. But uh, in 2004, when we built it, we had a vision that we could do this, and we just keep growing and growing and growing. And in 2010, we became organic certified as a step to um, be able to help some of the organic customers in the area because there is a limited number of organic processors in our area and I believe nationwide. And it's becoming an organic processor really wasn't that difficult for us. We were states, we were, went under state inspection in 2007. So we had three years of working in our um, procedures and our SOPs and fine-tuning those. So when we went, when we uh, inquired about becoming organic certified, we really didn't have any other changes to make. So you, so you didn't have to make any changes to no. be certified organic? Um, just minor paperwork things like, you know, all organic animals are harvested prior to non-organic animals on our kill log. And, our, and it, it's our unloading log, and it doubles as our kill log. And you just write down that it's an organic animal, bring in the affidavit from the producer to verify that it is with, your, with lot numbers. And in, this, in the case of the bee bar, we use the, the ear tags as a lot number, and that follows through the animal 
and through the cuts all the way to the consumer. So it ends up being on the final package? Oh, definitely. The lot number is the ear tag mm -hmm. number. Yep. And then um, we also make some processed products using the organic beef, and we, can, we do some with an organic pork also. And the lot number there, we basically we started at 100, and every batch has its own lot number, and then we take the lot number of the meat that we use, and we record that in our book, and then that processed product, say in the form of hot dogs, an uncured organic hot dog, um, turns into, has its own lot number, and that lot number there then goes forward to the consumer in the grocery stores and the end result, or the end consumer. Do you own any of the organic meat that no. you're selling? No. So, if I understand it correctly, you just custom harvest organic animals? Yes, we do the private labeling for the B-Bar Ranch and other organic um, operators. And I don't own, we do a lot of, of um, smoked meats for wholesale and retail. And that is, those sausages and, and products are non-organic, and we're, that way we're not competing with our customers, because there's no use competing with your customer when they're coming to you every week. Is there anything different, um, for example, uh, do you have a different fee that you charge mm -mm. when you process organic animals versus non-organic? No. I don't see any reason to. It, uh, it just... We don't. We when we when we harvest the animals, we harvest them first. When we process the animals, we process them first thing in the morning. And when they're in the cooler, the only thing in the cooler, they just can't be touching non-organic animals. They can be in the same cooler, and I mean right next to each other, as long as they're not touching. One of the things that mm -hmm. sometimes uh, slaughter plants have to change is is um, flushing insecticide. Do you use flushing insecticide to take flies off of animals? Um, no, we don't. We use water on the backs, and that seems to work quite well. The other thing we do, we use the fly zappers in the summertime. And That's outside? Outside the building. Um, I was wondering how, what's the percentage of organic that you do? On a cash basis, I would say close to 20%, 20 to oh. 23% of our business is organic. So you have more than one organic customer. The oh, B yeah. bar is not the only no, organic no, no. customer. We have numerous organic customers. And do you um, harvest organic beef and pigs and sheep as well? That is correct. Well, so you're mm -hmm. doing three different species mm -hmm. of organic. Yep. Like I say, it didn't. we didn't really have to change our procedures one bit. Uh, we had to, you know, there's a little bit more paperwork filling out the, the application. That can be a little bit of a head scratcher, but if you ask the right people the right questions, it's pretty simple. And like I said, we didn't have to change a bit of a thing. And how often is your inspection for organic? Once a year. And then we pay our fees, and sometimes you get a refund from the, um, the farm bill. But if not... Um, You're referring to the cost share program? That is correct. Yep, there is a cost share program that we've had some refund back in. But uh, we... On the processed meats, we really, a year ago, we started, we've been, Wes and I had been thinking about processed meats for the last couple of years. And in the wintertime, when we're a little bit slower, we, our brains start getting creative. And we developed 
for West, we developed four different hot dog varieties and sausage varieties using all organic spices and natural curing nitrates derived from celery juice powder. And celery juice powder did throw a little bit of kink in our style because you can't take your normal recipe, scratch recipe, and just add celery juice powder. You have to make a few minor changes, which... Um, and that's because of, of the different flavors of, of the, for taste. the different flavors in the celery juice powder, and we were over, able to overcome that pretty easily, really. Thanks, Brian. Certainly. You can find other episodes of Atra Voices from the Field, along with Atra's other sustainable agriculture resources, at www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org.